It's late at night and you're having a pleasant dream. Maybe you're the captain of your favorite sports team and you made the big play that wins the championship. Or you are reliving a pleasant memory such as your wedding or a really fun party you once attended. Perhaps you just won the lottery and are flying around in your private jet visiting all the world's greatest landmarks. Suddenly, your dream has been interrupted. You awake, lying in your bed, staring at the ceiling. Everything looks the same, but something just doesn't feel right. You try to get out of your bed, but your legs won't move. You see this figure. You can't quite make it out, but you can feel it staring at you. You know it's evil. It's getting difficult to breathe. Out of pure fear, you try to scream out, but no audible sounds can come from your mouth. You've never been more frightened in your life. And just when you think you can't take it anymore, the figure disappears. You regain control of your body. You sit up, look around, and think, man, that was some weird. Welcome to the Some Weird Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy. And I'm your host, Barry. And this episode, we are going to talk about what we call in Newfoundland, the old hag. It's a common thing around the world. It's not specifically called the old hag around the world, but this dream is popular throughout the world. Everyone has different connotations of it, but it is very similar. I guess you'd call it a sleep disorder, right? Yeah, it is. We'll certainly get into it later of sleep paralysis, which is something that affects, I believe, up to 30% of the population at least once, but 8 to 10 have it semi-regularly or reoccurring. But... One thing about this, I've never heard of this until it actually happened to me. And even actually at first it happened to me, I didn't really think much of it until someone else started telling me about the same type of thing that happened to them. That's when I kind of clued in that this was an actual thing. But it's not even really a dream. You can't really call it a dream because uh, you're awake. A lot of people talk about lucid dreaming. It's not that either because you know you're awake. Yeah. But you can't move your body. You're in sleep paralysis. See, because for me, like, there's different connotations of it, and uh, sometimes you see a figure, sometimes you don't, sometimes you like just hear an audible thing. There's a lot of variations to what it is, and we'll get into a couple of them. We'll get into mine for sure. Mine was a little bit different than the actual, I guess, traditional old hag dream. So when I had the old hag dream, this would have been, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I was lying in bed, I'm looking around, and I see everything, and I figure it's morning, so I try to get up, and I just can't move. I'm just trying to move my arms. I'm trying to lose my legs as much as I can, and I can't. And at the end of my bed, and uh, in, in the house, there wasn't a lot of room between the bed and the other side of the of the wall, but there was this, it was a rocking chair there, and it was pointed away from me, so I couldn't see the person in the rocking chair. The rocking chair was the other side of me, and the chair was just rocking back and forth, and I could hear the creak as it rocked. And the oh, person's so creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy. And a person sitting in the in the back, just like they had like the white stringy, like witch witchy type hair. And they were just rocking back and forth and back and forth. And all I could hear was that creaking noise. And I couldn't move. And it just it freaked me out. That's all I could hear was that creaking noise. So in your experience of the hag, you woke up and you heard and saw something. An old lady at the end of the bed, and I couldn't move. And when I woke up and realized I could move again, it was like hallelujah type thing right yeah it's a very terrifying experience yeah it's one of those things that it probably only lasted a couple seconds but it seemed Mm -hmm. like it was like hours i only had the hag once it was when i was at memorial living in curtis in residence yep it was either my first or second year of university so my hag experience was i was sleeping in my bed in my dorm room and what woke me up was how cold it was 
it felt so cold in the room that I thought the windows were open in winter time. Okay. So I was lying, I'm sleeping on my back. I opened my eyes because I felt so cold. I'm like, I have to get up and close the window. Uh, I couldn't move my arms or legs, which were you know straight down by my sides. And I felt like there was something pushing down on me, like holding me down. But at this point, I had the wherewithal after... I mean, it seemed like minutes, but it was probably seconds to realize that I was having the hag. I'm like, holy oh. shit, I'm actually having the hag. So you were and self-aware of it. After a few moments, yeah. I'm okay. like, this is the hag. I'm having the hag. After I was aware that that's what it was, I sort of got over it and things kind of went back to normal and I was finally able to move and stuff like that. But it was terrifying for that moment. You didn't see any figure or anything like that? No, I didn't no, have okay. that seeing. So I had more of the feeling of it, feeling yeah. of somebody pushing down and also the feeling of it being very cold, which I didn't come across anything that I read of that being part of the hag, you know, no. a temperature feel. I guess the thing that makes the hag universal is everyone's story is a little bit different, but that feeling of knowing you are awake and unable to move, if those two things are sort of present, then that's what you would classify as the hag. Yeah. So we talked to somebody else about what their experience of the hag was. She told us that she had had the hag once in the 1970s. So we're going to play that for you. Okay, the old hag, it exists. I've experienced it. Not too often, thank God. Uh, the most frightening one I had was, um, oh, probably back in uh, 73, 74, around there. And I was lying on the Chesterfield in the living room and felt like I was totally paralyzed, couldn't move. And these group of people trooped by. Most of them were kind of just looking and floating along and doing their own thing. But one particular one, Mary, she was Mary, her name was. I don't know how I knew her name, but anyway. Mary was, uh, she was, she was, I felt like she was out to get me. They they talked by and they talked about a few things. And then Mary said, we're going to take over your mind. And this was so scary. And I couldn't move. And Mary was there and she looked at me. She looked so evil. I somehow fought my way out of it. But anyway, I'll never forget that. It was awful. Well, that yeah. was a uh, very frightening uh, version of the, of the hag dream. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever heard of, of someone speaking and, and the hag being named. That's three different versions of the old hag. They're all very similar, but a little bit different. But basically, the dream is you think you wake up, but you don't wake up. There's a, a figure there. Sometimes it's sitting on your chest. There's really a problem breathing. Now, I never had a breathing issue with mine. Mm -hmm. But the traditional story is there's somebody sitting on your chest. You can't mm -hmm. breathe. You can't move. You can't speak. You can't call out. Completely and utterly terrifying. That's a thing that's common. Some sort of uh, hallucination and that feeling of terror. It's not the scariest dream that you could have. I can go as far as to say it's the one I had was the scariest dream I've ever had. And, I, and the reason was, it just seemed so real. At the, like, I've had dreams, like, you know, when you wake up, you're like, that's just so foolish. <laughs> that's too foolish to be scary, right? This was, it just seemed so real. And the realism of it is what made it so scary. Pretty well any culture in the world has some kind of form of this dream, right? Nigeria, for example, it's some kind of demon woman. Uh, Japan, it's a spirit seeking vengeance. Brazil, it's a roof-dwelling old woman who attacks people in their sleep. Again, it's all very similar. I guess they got a different interpretation of the person that you see. I guess Brazil is the only place on Earth where the basement apartment is the coveted place 
So <laughs> some old missus up on the roof. I wonder, does she come down through the chimney like a anti Santa? She never brings anything good, and it's almost always a female. Yeah, it's always a female. Yeah, so stories of creepy old women coming to you in your sleep, that's as old as the first fog. I always thought it was only Newfoundland, but I learned as I branch out and get older that other people have experiences that aren't directly related to me and mine. So stories of this, it's across millennia. If you Google the old hag, immediately you're going to see that painting of this poor Mrs. Strone across her bed and that friggin' thing. And is there a horse in the background of that picture? Do you know the <laughs> there picture? Yeah, there's a horse in the back. And the way the lady, nobody sleeps like that. I mean, she's all sprawled off and her head is down and lowered at her feet. She no wonder why she's hallucinating. All the yeah. blood is going to her brain like that. And that thing that's sitting on her is not a hag. It's a, a goblin or a troll yeah. or something. Yeah, it looks like a troll. Is the horse the nightmare? I guess. I don't know. I, the horse thing really freaked me out. I was like, is this like the Godfather or something? Is the head of the horse in the, in the Godfather's <laughs> bed? Or? It says, The Nightmare by Henry Fusilli. Oh, there you go. Wanted. It is a nightmare. <laughs> that, that horse. Yeah. It, Google this picture so you can see the horse. The horse is the, is the best part of the whole thing. The goblin's like the third weirdest thing in that picture. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So this Fusilli guy painted this creepy ass picture. And uh, it even goes back to the Bible. And it's in the Talmud, which is Jewish religious text. Yep. And it's also in the Epic of Gilgamesh. In the Bible... There's a character called Lilith, and she was actually Adam's first wife. I didn't know this story. Yeah, Adam and Eve are supposed to be the first two people on Earth, but I guess there was a third person, and it was a Lilith. I guess I missed that day at Catholic school when they taught about Lilith, because <laughs> I never heard of it. So Lilith, she was made out of the same clay as Adam, and that made her equal. Okay. And apparently she got banished from the Garden of Eden because she didn't want to be subservient. The, the um, original feminist? Is that what we're saying? Well, you know, Lilith Fair is yeah. named from this Lilith character. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah. So I'm kind of like on Lilith's side here. Yeah, absolutely. So they kicked Lilith out of the Garden of Eden and they made Eve out of Adam's rib and off goes Lilith. So some people say that Lilith, because she would not agree to be subservient to Adam, that she could not have been a woman. Maybe this is why we see Adam and Eve as the first two people, because a lot of people say, well, that wasn't a female human. That was a demon. That was an old hag. <laughs> that ain't my wife. That's an old demon. So Lilith was sent out into the world and she was doomed to like creep around at night and scare people in their sleep. I don't know. That seems like an awesome a, gig. Way better to be the subservient to Adam. That's what I say. Yeah, there's other stories about Lilith, too, that I read. I, I didn't get too much into the details of it, but I did see that she could reproduce with both animals and humans, but she liked doing it with humans more. And uh, <laughs> she'd sleep with the human and then leave and then <laughs> steal the baby after they had puberty so it can turn him into a hag as well. Nice. <laughs> Wait, what if it was a boy? Uh, they didn't elaborate on that part of the story. From what Is I saw. that where the incubus comes from? You know, oh, the, sure. the succubus is the female that comes to men at night. Is that how wet dreams happen? I'm sure that's how someone explained it at some, <laughs> some point. Yeah, so this, this demon comes and uh, boom, underwear ruined. Explain my shame. Oh, no, no, honey. It wasn't you. It was that succubus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's the story of Lilith in the Bible. It's not just in the religious text. The Epic of Gilgamesh, I don't know what the whole thing is about, but Lilith is in there too. So in this story, this fool, he goes and cuts down a tree to make a throne, right? And inside the tree, there's a weird ass bird and there's a snake and there's Lilith. They live in this tree. Like Three's Company. 
Exactly. Lilith is the Jack character. They go down to the Regal Beagle. (laughs) Best friend's name is Larry. So Gilgamesh defeats the snake, defeats the burr, but Lilith escapes. So it was a restaurant. (laughs) That's what Jack Shepard did. No, she doesn't actually. Basically, she escapes Gilgamesh and is like, ha ha, now I'm free to go scare people at night when they're asleep. And that's where the image of that old hag comes from Lilith. Okay. Yeah. And then the final one in the Talmud, in that Lilith is a night hag and she comes for the booty call. She's a succubus. (laughs) (laughs) She's on Tinder. Out of this story of Lilith, men are encouraged to never sleep alone, but not in a good way. Keep your pants on, guys. (laughs) It's they're being encouraged to settle down and get married. These big old sooks need their wives to fight off the evil demon, I guess. You know, that's kind of like three separate, very old texts where this Lilith character comes out as this demon that visits you at night. I'm assuming that this Lilith is supposed to be some kind of of an attractive demon. (laughs) But certainly the image of the old hag in Newfoundland and folklore is not a uh, one of an attractive woman. No. It's of like a witch-like figure with a horse watching you. (laughs) So that's kind of what the old hag dream is. Uh, What it actually is, or what science kind of explains it as, is sleep paralysis. This only came to light, what, in the last 20, 30 years, maybe? People started studying sleep disorders back in the 1950s. Okay, in the last 60 years or so, that's when, I guess, they finally figured, you know what, it can't be a demon going around sleeping everybody, so we got to kind of figure out what this actually is. I don't Um, know. The first explanation is a lot more fun. Yeah, it's definitely a lot better. So basically what sleep paralysis is, is that your body goes through several uh, sleep cycles when you're sleeping, right? So there's all these different ones. The most well-known one would be rapid eye movement or REM. This is the stage when you're kind of in deep sleep. Mm -hmm. So in order to prevent acting out dreams, like for example, let's say you had a dream where you're going to kill your brother because it was 1986. (laughs) But in order to prevent you from actually acting out what you're actually dreaming, the body has like a a switch, I guess. It sends uh, neurotransmitters to your brain just to kind of make sure that your body cannot move so it's not acting out these things that your brain is making you do. Dreams are fascinating. Like what actually causes them? I don't think they actually even know why you do dream. You know, when you're in this rapid eye movement, this deep sleep, your brain sends some neurotransmitters to you to kind of lock you down so you're not acting out your dream. Uh, Sometimes there's a glitch in the natural sleep cycle. Your mind is moving to a waking state. But that switch hasn't been flicked yet, so it doesn't restart your muscles. And then you're kind of in an induced state of paralysis. So you're in a situation where your mind is alert, your body's still shut down, but you're still dreaming. Okay. Because I was wondering if you were to wake up in a period of REM sleep and you were not having a nightmare, would you still have that paralysis, but you wouldn't have that feeling of terror because your brain isn't scared? Um, I'm not sure because I've never heard of anybody having this paralysis dream in a good way where it's right oh this is great i can't move i'm so relaxed (laughs) scientifically your brain shuts down or doesn't shut down (laughs) your flat line (laughs) it doesn't go that far um no but your brain makes your body not move to protect itself but i wonder why does it have the hallucination of the old woman and why is the old woman universal you as a teenager in your bedroom not even knowing it was a thing, had a vision of an old lady sitting in your room. That has nothing to do with someone down in Brazil waiting for some missus to come down the chimney, (laughs) right? How is the same hallucination across so much time and so much cultures? Yeah, it's very interesting. 
for the most part, the symptoms of sleep paralysis are basically you can't move, you can't breathe properly. A sense of heaviness on your chest is another one. But one of the most common symptoms of mall throughout all these different cultures is uncontrollable fear that you have when you're having this dream. When you had the hag, do you know if you were sleeping on your back? I woke up, I was on my back. Yeah, I normally sleep on my side. Yeah. And actually, people say, you know, in the old days, they used to say, oh, make sure you sleep on your side so you don't get hagged, right? But what causes people, what puts them at a higher chance of having this sleep paralysis? So there's a couple of things. One is falling asleep intoxicated. Now, I don't know about you, mm. but when I'm intoxicated and I go to sleep, I don't dream about much of anything. No. Jobs with night shifts, so that way you kind of have to sleep at irregular times and things like that, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. You don't have that rhythm. Stress, like students, like you said you had it in university. Anxiety disorders, people that have suffered from PTSD Mm -hmm. or sleep apnea or other sleeping disorders, narcolepsy. Narcolepsy is super weird. There's actually a professional wrestler named Mr. Hughes, and he was actually... (laughs) He was actually a narcoleptic, and uh, he, he used to fall asleep during his matches. He was really a narcoleptic? He or... was a narcoleptic, and he fell asleep during a match, and they were wondering what was going on, and it turns out he had a sleeping disorder. So Why was his name Mr. Hughes? He was like a body guy for someone, and he, that was his name, oh. Mr. Hughes. <laughs> yeah, and again, people sleep on their back puts them at higher risk. Now, some people sleep on I always sleep on my side, and it's not to try to avoid to get the hag. It's just I find it more comfortable. Yeah. One thing that I saw that seems to be exclusive to Newfoundland is what is called being hagged. And what is being hagged? When you're being hagged, it's not a succubus coming for you or an old lady to crush your chest. It's somebody who's getting revenge on somebody else. So a human being hags another human being. It's like, I don't like you or you did something to me mean, so I'm going to uh, make sure someone haunts you in your sleep. Yes. And there's a very specific way to get that haunting to happen. So one of the stories is there's Robert, who's a teacher. There's John. He's the boyfriend. And then there's Jean. She's the girlfriend. So Robert keeps trying to get Jean to go out with him. Sure it wasn't Lilith? Lilith is not involved in this. In fact, fact, this is an anti-Lilith story because it's one of the cases where the hag is a male. Oh, okay. So Robert keeps trying to get Lilith, I mean, Jean, to go out with him instead. After a while, Robert, he starts getting hagged. He says, I'm getting hagged. He has the same kind of feelings of pressure on his chest. And it's so bad that the people in the house that he's boarding with, they're like, you need to get some help. You look like you're going to die. Really? They tell him what you need to do is get a board, put that on your chest, they say like the hag will sit on the board, but to me, that's giving her more space to print, to, right? <laughs> that doesn't seem like a great remedy, but what is, according to them, is in addition to the board, get your pocket knife, open it up, and sleep with it, knife up. So God forbid, don't roll over. Don't roll over, yeah. My God, don't roll over. But the thought was the hag will come and I don't know if the board hides the knife, but the hag will get stabbed by the knife. They said that it was John who called the hag and he does it by saying the Lord's Prayer backwards. And the only way that Robin could stop the hag would be to draw blood. And that's the whole reason for the knife. Okay. So you're going to wake up the next morning like blood all over you from the hag? I guess so. I don't know. You inevitably cut yourself because you're all over and you go, oh, good, I got the hag. <laughs> yeah, you wake up in a pool of blood and go, oh, I got the hag and I just don't feel so good. <laughs> and you just bleed out. <laughs> you're never hagged again. I, I guess it did solve the problem. <laughs> That's the logic. 
<laughs> That's one story about being hagged. Another one is there's a bunch of guys and they're all up fishing on the Labrador. And they all like this one missus. Okay. She wants nothing to do with any of them. So one of these jerks, they decide they're going to hag her because she won't give in to them. I mean, come on. Anyway, in the story, he calls the hag to visit her again by saying the Lord's Prayer backwards. But as an extra added loveliness, he goes into her room where there's a knife under her pillow. I don't know if she put it there to fight off the hag or if everyone just went around (laughs) with knives in their beds. (laughs) It's twice that there's knives related to sleeping. That's right. So he goes in and he grabs the knife from under her pillow and he starts stabbing her sideboard a few times. Bro. Jeez. (laughs) Calm down. When she goes to bed, she's getting hagged. And the only way that she broke out of her hag uh, paralysis was her father found out what was happening and he had to break the curse by saying her name backwards. Yeah, I've heard that too. That's that's how you get somebody out of a hag dream is is to say their name backwards. Yeah. No, I don't know why there's more people not named Anna and Bob. Because (laughs) could you say your name backwards without thinking of it? Yarab. Like, I would be dead. I would 100% be dead because no one would be able to figure out how to say the name backwards. So when someone says the Lord's Prayer backwards, is the hag just like pop up kind of like out of nowhere? And going, hey, how's it going? Oh, hey. I got something for you. I got a job for you here now. Okay. What do you got? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you have to say it and then give instructions like, now go down the hall and go to the third door. You know, I don't know. But uh, that's apparently how you call the hag to come get somebody. They also said in this story that if she had slept <laughs> not just with the knife, but also with a bottle, if she slept with a bottle, she would have been able to use the bottle to stab the hag. And that would have killed the person who hagged her in real life. So like have a bottle, like broken off bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like a shank. Yes. Everyone is like living prison dreams. They all got shivs under their pillows and broken bottles in their beds. If you had to slip with a gun on your life, you could have shot the hag. It's like prison style weapons. Yes. Yep. It's all a prison. A prison of your mind. So in this case, the hag that came to visit was the image of the guy. And if she only had a broken off bottle to stab it with, then he would have died in real life. And that would have been, you know, the end of that. Yeah, so the moral of the story is make sure you have a half-broken bottle right. close to your bed every night so that you can uh, stab the hag that's going to inevitably come. Oh, my God. So, like, none of these stories were anything I knew of a part of the hag tradition. Yeah. Okay. I've heard it. Well, search, researching this, I heard of getting hagged, and the two things that came up were the Lord's Prayer backwards and saying someone's name backwards in order mm-hmm. to prevent it. So when you say the Lord's name backwards, do you say, like, each word in reverse, or do you have to, like, do the whole... You know, yeah. letters backwards. You start, you start with amen and then just go backwards. It'd be a real chore to do it backwards, wouldn't it? Well, you'd have to write it down. You'd have to have your prayer backwards, your name backwards, your broken off bottle, your <laughs> stabbing knives. <laughs> you'd have to have it all at the ready. Yeah, your, your stick with your nails sticking out of it. <laughs> right. I got one more and this is the best. I don't know any of their names, so we're going to call them Woman 1 and Woman 2. Okay. Lilith A and Lilith B. Okay. So Lilith A, she says that she's being hagged by Lilith B. And the reason why she thinks that is because clearly Lilith B is a witch. Of course. Now, in this particular case, Lilith A, she actually had epilepsy. And sometimes with that comes seizures. She was okay with that, but she was also not having that, right? She was definitely being hagged. In this story, she goes to the community doctor 
and says, listen, I'm getting hagged by this missus. She's totally a witch. And what are we going to do? He says, pee in a bottle, put the lid on the bottle and put the bottle under your bed, <laughs> your eyebrows, put the bottle under your bed. And she's like, that's excellent medical advice. <laughs> she goes right in the journal. Yes. I think it was in the Lancet. So yep. she goes home post haste and pisses in a bottle and puts the bottle under her bed. A few days later, Mrs. Number Two goes to the doctor because she can't pee. Oh, wow. Right? So the doctor's like, I got the solution for you. He gets the two women together, Lilith One and Lilith Two, and says, Lilith Two, stop hagging Lilith One. Lilith One, throw up that bottle of piss. (laughs) (laughs) So they both agree. She throws out her pee bottle and she never gets hagged again. And the other lady uh, is able as, to urinate. That's a wicked piss. Oh, she's like the nightmare, <laughs> like the racehorse. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't have a broken bottle or a knife or the Lord's name backwards or your name backwards at the ready, just in case someone is hagging you, go ahead, piss in a bottle, stick it under your bed. Make sure the lid's on tight. Yeah, make sure it's tight. Next time someone around you has a urinary tract infection, <laughs> you know who it is. <laughs> Wow. I've never heard that, I got to say. I do I do need to pee now, so I'm wondering if I should uh, capture this pee in a bottle just to be safe. <laughs> you should. I mean, you don't know. You don't know. You might have the hag after talking about this. I'll put the piss under the bed just to be sure. <laughs> so um, we kind of went through the sleep paralysis, which I think is you know the scientific version of what actually causes the hag. What the belief was, they thought that the hag was a uh, supernatural being that left their physical body at night to, I guess, scare people or haunt people or whatever the case may be. What? Yeah, you that mean was, that was... it was like a ghost who had a physical body to leave around? Yeah, that's what some people thought. Oh, and, uh, okay. They came to drain your life force or to steal your breath. I don't know why. I thought cats did that. Did you ever hear that? No, I, I did have a cat that I remember waking up and I was lying right on my chest. Really? It wasn't, I, I didn't have a hag dream prior to this. Yeah, it was just right there, right in my face, so I guess it was stealing my breath. So the hag, according to this, is a physical person? Yeah, a physical being that left her physical body. Like a physical demon or a physical- A supernatural being. Like oh, not a, uh, okay. Yeah, some kind of supernatural thing that I guess says, all right, let's get the uh, the haunting assignments out tonight. So, okay, go, <laughs> go around the neighborhood, find the houses that don't have piss underneath the beds, <laughs> and that's your assignment for tonight. <laughs> You yeah, get up on that roof in Brazil. <laughs> you ride that creepy ass horse. <laughs> yeah, you're a demon woman because you're going to Nigeria. <laughs> I guess people kind of have to come up with reasons for it, and they don't have the scientific knowledge at the time of explaining why they're having these crazy dreams. So they come up with just like other folklore stories before. They come up with reasons. So okay, it mm-hmm. must be a supernatural being that uh, is made to haunt people. It's so weird. And I guess this is why we're talking about it, that no matter what culture you go through the world, everybody has some kind of story about it, and they're mm-hmm. very, very similar. Right. I believe that sleep paralysis is part of it. I think that's what it is. I don't really think it's a supernatural being, and I don't think uh, no. I can say the Lord's Prayer backwards and hag you tonight, so when you don't piss and put the piss underneath your bed. As soon as we're done, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's very interesting that the story that so many different cultures came up with is so similar. And why is it that the figure is usually a kind of an old, haggy type person? That's the thing that's so weird to me. It's always very similar. Now, if you haven't had the hag and you don't want to get the hag, 
let's review the ways to prevent the hag. There's some kind of folk remedies, and then there's also some modern methods to prevent the hag. So if you're looking at it from a folklore perspective, number one, if you think you're being hagged, go ahead and piss in a bottle, stick it (laughs) under your bed. You're probably going to find out that someone is hagging you. If you're a man, don't sleep alone. Call the hookers. Call (laughs) call them hookers. Uh, Don't sleep on your back. To me, that one makes more sense than the other one. <laughs> yeah. What is it about sleeping on your back that causes the hag? Is it because your, the food in your stomach is settling in a certain way? Is that what it is? According to the folklore of it, your blood becomes stagnant like a pond. <laughs> you know, because yeah. yeah. your blood stops pumping when you're asleep. <laughs> yeah, of course. So that was what they said. If you sleep on your back, the hag will come. Or maybe if you sleep on your back, you're inviting a space for her to come sit. Oh. Um, I don't know. It's like a big chair there on your stomach. Well, and, and then... Just- the next one is put a board across your chest, which to me is like you're setting up a full ass park bench yeah. for her. Yeah, get a, a lawn chair and put it on your chest and <laughs> make sure there's a drink holder there for him. Put some lavender drops under your pillow. Make it real inviting for her. But uh, yeah, put a board across your chest, but hold a knife upright. Or wasn't there one about something else about a board with nails? I it was supposed to put it on your chest so that if the hag does come and he sits on it, they're like, their ass gets all full of nail holes. Supernatural being with all encompassing powers is going to be defeated by a couple of ass nails. <laughs> yeah, make sure those nails are rusty so you give them a tetanus. That's right. Maybe that's part of it. It's all lockjaw. Um, so those are some ways. You could also stab it with a bottle. I don't know uh, how you course. do that when you're paralyzed. Uh, that's well. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe you got to tape the bottle like jagged <laughs> side up onto your chest. Um, have someone say your name backwards. Yep, so nice. if you live alone, just have a tape recorder that you bought at Radio Shack in 1982. Have it so it's like auto flip. <laughs> yeah, on full repeat, in Ravine's voice if possible. <laughs> um, when you wake up and you know you're being hagged, if you can really concentrate on like starting to move something like your finger or your toe, apparently that's supposed to get your blood to start moving and that will cure the hag. Okay. Yeah. So those are the kind of the folk things. And then the modern methods to prevent sleep paralysis. Get enough sleep, obviously, right? So they say seven to nine hours. I don't know if I ever get that much sleep. No. So I'm surprised I don't have the hag all the time. (laughs) Reduce stress. That's easy. Yeah, simple. Uh, Have a routine, like have a nighttime routine. Then like a routine, like uh, do like a bunch of tumbles, like a a cheerleader (laughs) routine. (laughs) You get your ball, your ribbon, and your hoops. (laughs) Get out your most sequent of sequin dresses. I don't know. I mean, wheels. who are these jerks that actually do this stuff? I'm jealous of you. That's why I'm calling you jerks. Yes, yeah, there's always stuff like that. Like when you're reading about anything, it's like, okay, so before you exercise, make sure you do your little stretches before. And if you're working at your computer, take your five minute stretch breaks and get out and walk around. And nobody does any of that shit. Yeah. And it's weird with those kind of things because everyone agrees this is the best way for you to have overall mental health and physical health. But everyone's like, yeah, but I've got no time for that. Yeah, just prevent your musculoskeletal injuries. You get up and you do your stretches every 17 and a half minutes. I think this is the real serious part of it is if you actually do have a sleep disorder, so much so that it disrupts your life and your health, you should go to a sleep disorder center. You can do a sleep study and they can figure out- machines. They're still yeah. the machines, the masks. You look like Maverick. <laughs> Basically, take care of yourself. Do all that healthy stuff that nobody does, or some people do, I guess, but very few. In your circle, how many people do you think have had it? I would say probably up to 50%. No, I would yeah. say one every 10 people I talk to. Oh, okay. Maybe I just know a lot of uh, people who don't take care of themselves. 
I it's not know. like I'm, as soon as I meet somebody, he says, hi, how's it going? Have you ever had the old hag? <laughs> it's not my icebreaker or nothing like that. But. No, no. But eventually, you, everyone, I don't care how straight-laced you are, at some point you have all had a conversation with your friends about something that's weird. Well, if you're listening to this right now and you've had the hag dream, we'd love to hear it. All different flavors of it. If you had the paralysis and the terror, I want to know the details. If you saw a figure sitting on your chest or if you saw him in a rocking chair, if it told you it was going to take over your mind. Um, <laughs> if it was a dude instead of a missus. So if you've had this in, in any kind of form, we'd certainly love to hear it from you. So you can write to us via Twitter or email. It's somewerdpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at somewerdpod. Like I said, please, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, take a, a minute or two, if, if you do enjoy this, to uh, let us know what you think and what we can do better. Or if you have any show ideas. A hag. Some weird boy. Some weird. Do you ever have that dream? It's like, to say I'm lying on a train track or I'm... <laughs> what? Snotty <laughs> whiplash is there. Snotty whiplash is there. And, uh, you're doing whatever you're doing, and all of a sudden, you just jolt up out of nowhere? Yes. Yeah. yeah that's like, called... Like, I think it's called sleep jerk. Sleep jerk. That's Not to very, be confused very, with Very scientific. Dreams. Very scientific names. <laughs> that's right. Um... <laughs>